Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Jurek Show. Uh, I know many of you wrote in, millions and millions of you wrote in last week about how much you loved the host on own takeover. Unfortunately, due to legal uh, challenges, we are not able to bring back hosts unknown this week, so we'll bring back a grumpy old man. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. That's how we're doing this, huh? <laughs> That's how we've been always been doing this from day one, Eric. <laughs> I got to tell you, um, so there I was on the road risking life and limb over at Gurkhan doing a talk there. And what happens? You jump in with this British invasion crap and take over the whole show. Man, this is why this is why I need to have some some passwords around here so I can lock you out of stuff like this, man. That was just brutal. Wasn't it just the best? It's It's been our highest rated show for like at least the last two weeks. <laughs> it was the highest rated show of the week, I'm sure. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, though, I mean, I, I love Tom and Andy. So um, I didn't say you noticed that. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, yeah. Interesting times. Thanks for filling in. Um, yeah. Won't let that happen again. Okay. Well, the host unknown will be sending you the bill for filling in for you. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. All right. Okay, so uh, how was how was Gurkhan before you, you you get into stories? You know, Gurkhan was interesting. It was uh, probably one of the the last hacker conferences um, with that sort of flavor that I'm aware of. I don't know. Maybe Shmukon um, is still there, but. Uh, this is the the first hacker conference I've been into for a long time where there was free beer. So that, that'll give you an idea of just kind of how everything was. I'll tell you, the talks were great, though. Uh, there were a lot of really, really good talks there. Um, attendance was, uh, I think, around 1,500 or so is what they were saying, which isn't bad. Um, yeah. It isn't huge. But, you know, travel is kind of him and hawing, coming and going here. Um, but all things said and done, I really actually enjoyed the conference and a lot of the people there. I met some really awesome people at the first speaker dinner and just continued to uh, to talk to them throughout. I also um, I got to say hi to Dave Kennedy, who I haven't seen in a long time. I got to uh, say hi to Kevin Johnson over at Secure Ideas, who I haven't seen for a long time. Um, Shane with ILF. Uh, so it, it was really kind of cool to be able to be around and see those people again. You, you know me. I, I That's kind of like I love being in person at these conferences. Um, I despise webinars. Um, I only like this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's <laughs> it's having that, the, building those relationships and the rapport with people that's great. I will say this. Um, travel sucks. I don't recommend it for anybody. Um, one of our colleagues, uh, Roger, he mentioned the other day that out of five of his last flights, there were physical altercations on two of them. One of them was in first class, too. So even the uppity folks are getting a little bit snotty out there. So wow. it's uh, it, it's a definitely a different feel. But the conference itself, um, it was pretty good. It was, was really good. What, I, was, I what was your favorite talk? Uh, my favorite talk was was actually probably Dave Kennedy's. 
Uh, fanboy. And what was your talk about? Um, my talk was about like emotional attacks and and cybersecurity, like how how emotions play oh into things. Oh my god, you're such an emotional person. Like you know, was it like someone hurt my feelings on an email, and that's why I gave away my password? Well, and that's why I was up there. I mean, I was I was pleading with the audience after the takeover that you guys did, and and I was like, do you see what these people have done to me? What do you mean these people? Anyway, four months on. <laughs> Four months ago, Alaska's oh. health department uh, had a sophisticated cyber attack. It's always sophisticated. sophisticated. Yeah. yeah, it's always does, does that mean, on a link or something. Yeah, does that mean the phishing yeah. email didn't have any spelling mistakes? So, right. <laughs> or grammatical <laughs> errors. So as much as the, the headline is here talking about, oh, they're still recovering, there's a piece to this that really kind of got under my skin um and this this will be sort of a ranty day i think Go on for this. It. Run, run, and, run, well run, run. <laughs> well the problem with this is they were breached like four months ago and they knew about it but didn't tell the people whose personal information was stolen until now why because they wanted a they were going to go for a a criminal uh investigation against ransomware groups that we never end up doing anything with criminally. So you left these people basically out there with their flies down, you know, zippers down, trousers around their ankles, I guess would be the British way. Um, and, and just standing there exposed with all this information that's out there and they had no idea. And only now do they go, oh yeah, by the way, um, it, it, it frustrates me. And, you know, it's hard enough for people to begin with when all this stuff goes wrong, you trust your information to people like government agencies. This was an Alaskan health agency. Um, and then they go and, and lose it, which, okay, I'm not going to beat people up for being breached because we know it happens and we know, okay, so that's not the part that bothers me. Um, but then it happens there and they, they sit on this knowing that people have been exposed for this long. And it was like social security numbers. It was like, it was the real stuff. So wow. that's, what, that's amazing. It's, 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 this is why you need GDPR. And, and and actually, you know, healthcare information is one of those bits of information that it doesn't really have an expiry date on it. Like right. your healthcare information is pretty private as for as long as you're alive. Like, you know, if you have some some conditions or you've been investigated for some stuff or you know, if they, if you have some mental health issues, these are all things like you don't want people, you know, people keep these things from even their closest loved ones because they don't want to, yeah. you know, put them through stuff or, or, or whatever reasons they may be. Um, so, you know, these kind of breaches are, are, you know, they have a more than just a data impact on it. And I love how, you know, we, we often speak about how these companies always go, well, credit card numbers were, we're not taken in this, so we're... Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, then it's okay. <laughs> then it's okay. Then it's okay. But uh, yeah. speaking of withholding information uh, oh, for four I months... Where, I know where we're going here. <laughs> I, and, oh, this is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought, let's get you... <sighs> let's see if we can get you ranting to the point that you, you have a, a stroke live on air. But FBI is withholding the Kaseya, uh, withholding Kaseya ransomware decryption had no bearing at all, none whatsoever. So it's all right. 
Yeah, no. This what, look what, at that good looking whoa, whoa, guy whoa, whoa. right there, huh? Oh my god. This is why you shared this particular article so that we could get to see your mug on screen there. And Perhaps. one of these has to go. I'm thinking which one shall we get rid of? Okay, go on, talk to us. Okay, so this one was the FBI had decryption keys for Revil and didn't give them away. Because, well, they didn't want to tip him off to the fact they were looking for him. And what happened? Revil went away anyways. Okay, so now they went, oh, ah, look, we didn't really need to keep those from people. Well, if you're on the other side of that, if you're the organization that is struggling to get your crap back up and running so you can pay your employees and keep the doors open and, you know, make your money like capitalist swine do... Um, I mean, think about that. How pissed would you be when you find out the, the FBI was like, yeah, we had those keys all along. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't even, I just don't even know. Right. And so people, well, when I talk to people with the FBI, you know, cause, cause I talk to folks at, at some of these conferences, the agents that are out there speaking and stuff. And they're like, well, you know, we've got InfraGuard and we really want the, the private sector to trust us <laughs> and, you know, we want to help them. And then they turn around and do some crap like this, which basically knocks it back like 15 years when they say, well, we could have saved you, but we decided not to. And by the way, the reason we were going to do it <laughs> really didn't do anything. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> chuckle, chuckle. Yeah, there's a blanket clause of active investigation. Therefore, we cannot talk about anything. We cannot do this. It reminds me of the, was it the Brandon Ruth Superman movie where Kevin Costner's his dad and um, there's a tornado coming and there's a whole population there and his dad's there and he's about to die and, and Superman is there as Clark Kent and he wants to go and save his dad and his dad's like, no, no, if you come and save me, people will know your identity. So, so he lets his dad die. Because keeping a secret is far more important. This is what it feels like how the FBI went about this. They they saw people in deep trouble. They could have done something about it. And they're like, no, uh, uh, keeping our secret is far more important. I have never seen that movie. <clears throat> but that's kind of disturbing. Let your old man die. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was only adopted and he was an alien. So it's... Well, couldn't he been like, you know, uh, he, Superman was in the area at a truck stop and uh, saw this thing happen. He was just cruising from one place to another. And holy crap, let's go save some people. I happen to save this old dude. Right. No, he could have made something up. That's ridiculous. How are you going to let the dude die? Right. Yeah. Tony Stark would never have let that happen. Anyway. Uh, OK. Let's jump over to this side of the pond. Uh, MOD had an email blunder. So <laughs> is, are we going to call this like the bash on the government episode? Is that what we're going <laughs> to um, Oh dear, so, tell me about this. I hadn't seen so, this. So, so uh, there was an email error at the Ministry of Defense, which mistakenly exposed the personal data of more than 250 Afghan interpreters who are waiting relocation to, to the UK by sending them all in a CC on an email instead of blind copying them or sending them separately. Um, oh, look, I, I'm quoted in this article. Um, <laughs> well, look at that. How about oh, that look at that right there? See, wow. But, so, but it's missing the picture. There, there is know. little in the way of technology that can prevent these kinds of mistakes from occurring. 
So it's down to organizations to effectively train its users to be mindful as to what content and information is being shared in an email added maybe for Javad Malik. Mm, Only yeah. through continued vigilance can such mistakes be eliminated. While it's easy to make, uh, while it's an easy mistake to make with a single click of a mouse, a leak of this kind can have massive impact on the lives and safety of those implicated. And uh, I stand by that. I think that there is uh, very real, uh, real life consequences to to this kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's terrible to to expose that information for 250 of these folks. I mean, it's not like an, a wayward drone strike or anything, but it's still pretty ugly. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, this whole thing's been such a this is this is a rated G show, so I'm not going to say it, but um, it, it's been a mess. But yeah, you know, when it comes to email and etiquette and, and being careful about things, um, it's amazing how quickly stuff can go wrong with email by doing a reply to all instead of a reply, for example, and such. I'll give you a story. I know how hey, you love my army stories. Um, but when I you was were in the army, army? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in the army. I was a contractor. Yeah. Uh, but but when we were there, we helped roll out a bunch of exchange uh, stuff over North America for the army. And uh, there was an email that came through one day and somebody had emailed a group that was like all users. They thought it was like all users for their little post camp and station. It basically went to everybody in the army. And it was like, if you have the car parked on the side of the building, um, it's illegally parked. We're going to have it towed. Okay. So this went out to like the army. All right. I think it was Fort Sam Houston or something that did that. And then everybody started the reply to's. And it was like, oh, no, not not ours over here from, you know, Fort Bragg. Nope, not our, ours over here from Fort Lewis. And they just started with this reply chain that ran to like the army again. Right. And then you had the people that jump on board that are, are replying to all with stop replying to all. Right. <laughs> Which is followed by. Yeah. Stop replying to all. This went on for days, man. It was it was ridiculous. Right. And, and so finally, they realized that maybe there should be some permissions on that group that not anyone can send to the whole freaking army. Um, it, it was it was a very interesting learning experience while they went through that. But it's real easy with these platforms to send to people you have no no idea you're sending to or don't think about. And you wouldn't really notice necessarily. I mean, so you smiled at that army story. You thought that was pretty funny. I, so I, I do. That, that is pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I, mm. what, what, a previous place I worked, they had a the the list to send the email to every employee was called Tudos Tudos T O D O S. Basically, I, I don't know what the name means. To dos. To dos. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> there was no apostrophe. So <laughs> anyway, uh, whenever someone new would join, the uh, the prank would often be, "Oh, you need to set up your your catering um, preferences with Terry Odos," and so his email is Todos. <laughs> So every now and then, and, and at that time it was a smaller company, it was like sub 500 people. So it was still had that that fun startup culture about it. And uh, that was the, the, the day one induction into security awareness training into like, be mindful as to who you listen to and who you send emails to. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, that doesn't, 
that doesn't hurt things necessarily hurt people, but it is, it is a way to, uh, yeah, make a point real quickly. And that is yeah. a horrible name for a, an everybody email, uh, group name. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, uh, Email is one of those things that obviously, you know, we've been fighting this battle for a while. And, and I'll tell you another Army story just because you love them so much. Um, we used to, we, we got real, real big into catching each other's machines being unlocked. And we would send emails to our colonel. And so the colonel knew if he got something saying we loved them, uh, that somebody had left their machine unlocked. But we took it a step too far, I think. We eventually got to the point that people would be at their workstation and somebody would distract them and be talking over here. And we'd be sneaking in with like the long arm doing keyboard shortcuts to create new emails and send them while the person is at their desk, right? And, and so it kind of went wrong after a little while. Uh, we had to kind of back away from that. Uh, but it was another example of where that kind of uh, fun little hazing can get a little out of control. Yeah, it's 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 what uh, pen testers would define as uh, going out of scope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. but it was amazing what we got away with with the people still sitting there with their butt in the seat. Man, that that was yeah. eye opening as far as uh, what we could actually still end up doing. But anyways, I, I digress. So so on that on that and and this just came to mind uh, a week or two ago, Microsoft announced that they're ditching passwords again, passwordless, so you can and. Regardless of anyone's thoughts on passwords, but it, you know the whole passwords must die has been something that's been going on for a long time, many years, and people have been trying. Do you think it's time for emails to die, the inbox to die? Is there a new approach needed? Is email as out, outdated as the postcard? I don't know. Um, I don't know what would replace it. I mean, we use a lot of uh, you know WhatsApp, Slack, uh, these sorts of things. But it's still not the same as doing something through email. But I, I hate to even say this because it's it's kind of ironic with the progression of things from like postal mail to email to now Slack. But email is actually a little bit more formal. <laughs> it's the more <laughs> formal way to communicate than, say, Slack or something like that. Where in the beginning, I mean, obviously, compared to uh, postal mail, Dearest sir, it is kind of you to take this moment to read my letter. Um, you know, that was so much more formal than email. But now email is like the most formal way to go. I think people yeah. are too relaxed in these other forms of communication to to do well, away you, with email. You, you say relaxed. Isn't that just more efficiency? Like why say, uh, why type a sentence when an emoji would do? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm old. I'm not even going to get into that. I know I you're just old. not. Okay. So, so out of all the communication channels out there, what's your favorite? He doesn't have a favorite and Eric is nobody's favorite too. So <laughs> with that, we would like to bid you, uh, a sincerest farewells and salutations and hope that you are well and that, uh, we will see you again at this time next week. So until there, take care. Toodaloo. Stay secure, my friends.